We have another full afternoon of college basketball tomorrow on ESPN and the app. Starts at noon Eastern, but we're highlighting these two games. Number five, Kansas hosting number nine, Baylor, in the Sonic Blockbuster at four Eastern, three Central. College game day crew is going to be at Allen Fieldhouse starting in the morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. And Syracuse takes on Duke. Time now for the best of the week. This isn't called go to sleep. This show's called get up. Woo-hoo! A very happy Valentine's Day and a very happy birthday. The Mike Day. And look who's here. Hello. If Patrick Mahomes wins this game, they're going to come out of this game, and what's it going to be? He's the greatest of all time. Michael Massey, I guess, like every morning watches uh, Get Up. That's right. We were in the middle of doing an interview, and he just stopped talking. It was just like, that's Dan Graziano right there. Who would have thunk it? Thank goodness we have the superstar Dan Graziano on the show. What can I tell you? You want to do the dance with Aaron Rodgers? Here's the problem. You don't really want to, but he's such a good dancer. <laughs> and I'll bring these guys Valentine's edition. birthday. Hello. Oh, what are you doing, Mike? <laughs> in his bag. Do that dance. Marcus just stole my dance move. Okay. In the meantime, you got to move on. The Colts have their man, which means. Yeah, say it. Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Come on home, babe. Come on back, Jeff. I ain't mean nothing I said. I ain't mean nothing. <laughs> we need an order of pancakes, and we need them stat. On the ball. Oh, so funny. Welcome back to Get Up. We're coming to you live from the seaport. We're brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We got all the guys on hand. Chris Canty, Mike Tannenbaum, Jeff Darlington, ready to talk some football. Got a huge show coming up, but let's first start with the game of the night. Clippers taking on the Suns. Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers taking on Devin Booker and the Suns. Still no KD, but he was in the house in street clothes. Looking on at his new team, third quarter. Suns down three. Chris Paul to Booker. Booker for three. Good. Tie game. Four minutes left in the third. Clippers up one. Look at Kawhi go. Fade away. Tough jumper. Good. Clippers lead by three. Less than a minute later. They're up five, and Kawhi gets to the rim, the lay-in, and the foul. And he hit the free throw, too. So they're up seven. We go into the fourth quarter. Leonard, Paul George, this is what makes them so dangerous. Watch this. Blows by the defense for the layup. Clippers up seven. And then just over a minute later, they're still up seven. They're inbounding the ball. George, Minray jumper, good. They go up nine. Two minutes left in the fourth. Watch Kawhi work. Slamming it home. He had 16. Paul George had 26. And the Clippers go on to win 116 to 107. Now the Suns, of course, they're going to get a boost when Kevin Durant returns. But right now, they're 32 and 28 on the season. Folks, that's not good. And only one team in the history of the NBA has had a worse record at the All-Star break and eventually went on to go to win the title. And that was Washington 45 years ago. All right, let's talk football. Quarterback dominoes. And they are starting to fall. Let's start with the Raiders. They released quarterback Derek Carr after nine seasons with the team. He refused to waive that no-trade clause. So this offseason, he's going to be waving goodbye to the silver and black. As for Aaron Rodgers, we know he doesn't need a nightlight. As former MVP told Pat McAfee, he's going to be doing a four-day darkness retreat this weekend as his NFL future is uncertain. And then there is Lamar Jackson. He needs a new contract. His rookie deal's over. Both sides still working towards a long-term deal, but the Ravens can franchise tag him up to the March 7th deadline. Now, the Jets are one of many quarterback-needy teams, and Peter King outlined their approach, starting with Aaron Rodgers. The number one 
step would be Aaron Rodgers. If that doesn't work, could the number two step be Lamar Jackson? I think they will at least put their sniffers out and seriously consider Lamar Jackson. Got to put the sniffers up. Jeff, what's the latest that you're hearing on the Jets' pursuit of these quarterbacks? Well, look, timing is everything here. I mean, we're going to enter a period that is going to be pretty chaotic. And it's when it all drops, when each player becomes available, is going to be a big factor in what team can acquire what quarterback. Derek Carr available now, for instance. Lamar Jackson, if he does not work out a deal with the Ravens and it becomes a tag-and-trade situation or he simply hits free agency, that won't be really happening until mid-March. And same for Aaron Rodgers. He can't be traded from the Packers until March 15th. So it is a situation where teams will certainly do all their due diligence, figure out who it is that they're going to target. But when you're still looking at this and you, you know, let's, if, I know Peter King didn't mention Derek Carr, but there's another quarterback who's available right now. If you decide you want to get a guy right now and not take the chance of waiting on Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, he could be your guy now. Ultimately, though, if you don't, you're playing a game of chicken with the rest of the NFL and these quarterbacks. Indeed you are. So, Chris, who should the Jets pursue more, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Yes, that's the answer. You you go after both of them, (laughs) and you throw Derek Carr in there, too. I'm right there with Jeff Darlington. Beggars can't be choosers. Right now, the Jets are in an unenviable position because they don't have competent quarterback play in-house between Mike White and Zach Wilson. So it's a situation where you bait all the hooks and you reel in whichever one bites first. If that ends up being Derek Carr, so be it. You have your quarterback, you have that certainty. Because guess what? If if Jets general manager Joe Douglas and Jets head coach Rob Sala don't find themselves in the postseason in 2023, there's going to be somebody else making the decision about who's going to be the quarterback and all of the other consequential moves that the Jets need to make in 2024. When the head coach and the GM are in the hot seat, you got to solidify the most important position in all the team sports. And the sooner to do that, you sooner you do that, the better off you'll be. Mike, you know what keeps sticking with me about this quarterback carousel? You talk about Baltimore, right? We, we know that there's some kind of impasse going on with them and Lamar Jackson. We know that Derek Carr is now available right now. So if you're a GM down there, do you put a call in to Derek Carr and risk what that might be in terms of getting back to Lamar Jackson? Yeah, actually, you have to do that. It's part of your job responsibility because let's say you franchise Lamar Jackson and give him the traditional franchise tag. A team like the Jets, a team like Atlanta could give up two ones. Remember, Lamar Jackson's only 26 years old and been a league MVP. So just like we're looking at all options for another team, if you're the Ravens and you don't have Lamar Jackson, All of a sudden, Derek Carr looks pretty darn good. So you do have to protect yourselves. Now, you want to do it in a very eloquent way. You want to be over-communicating with Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't get into the specifics of exactly what we're doing. But while I'm trying to sign Lamar until he's signed, you have to know what your optionality is, Ryan, because that may actually drive your walkaway price, like knowing what your options are. So it's delicate, but it's really part of your job. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, that's what a tightrope they're walking down there in Baltimore as they try to get that deal done with Lamar. So, Canty, I see you're shaking your head. What are you thinking? Well, it's not a tightrope. It ultimately comes down to whether or not Lamar wants to play in Baltimore. And one of the things that we have to factor in is whether or not the relationship has soured in terms of how Eric DaCosta has handled this contract negotiation. This should have been something that the Baltimore Ravens took care of 
after Lamar Jackson finished his third season when he won that road playoff game down in Nashville. That was a situation where you could have got it done and got to market before Dak Prescott's contract got done, before Deshaun Watson's contract got done, where you're talking about now all of the money in the new deal being fully guaranteed. So I think the Ravens created their own hurdles in terms of retaining an MVP caliber quarterback that's only 26 years old. Yeah, good point. Mike T, jump in. Yeah, right. I think Chris is making a really important point here. Look, they don't always work out as we saw in Philadelphia with Carson Wentz, but with the cap going up the way it is coming out of COVID with some of these newer deals, you're much better off going earlier rather than later, especially now with Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert coming down the pike, Jalen Hurts. So this is going to cost Baltimore a lot of money. The question is how much let alone the intangible of having your best player, a league MVP, have this perception that you haven't taken care of him. And the prices keep going up and up for them. And then the, the whole discussion about will they fully guarantee becomes a big part of this story. Now let's talk more about quarterbacks. They got a situation going on in Philly with their main man, Jalen Hurts, fresh off that four-touchdown performance in the Super Bowl. Eagles quarterback is extension eligible this offseason. Got one year remaining on his rookie deal. Are Herm Edwards thinks the Eagles should lock up Hurts for a long time. Ten-year contract. Right now. Ten years. I got my franchise quarterback. I got a shot. Look at the franchises, head coach and quarterback that have been connected for a decade. Mm -hmm. Look at what they've done. He gets it. This is the face of your franchise. He is the guy. See, that's going to have a huge price tag if they do that. I got to say, as an Eagles fan, I'm down with that. Just because of the way he approaches the game, his character, and his improvement. But, Jeff, how might this situation with the Eagles' former quarterback impact negotiations with Mr. Hurts? Look, I know this is a painful conversation to have, but when you look at the precedent of signing quarterbacks potentially at this point after the third-year mark, you are still talking about Carson Wentz. And that is exactly uh, the precedent that the Eagles set. When they signed Carson Wentz, they gave him the most guaranteed money to date in NFL history at that point. My wonder is, does Howie Roseman take that into account? Is he still thinking about the lessons that he learned from doing that? Of course, there are plenty of examples of times when you signed him early and it worked out because ultimately you get him at a better value. It is the hardest job of a GM finding the time to sign the quarterback, doing it early enough to get the best value and not too late to where you lose the guy potentially to free agency. A tough tightrope to walk. Uh, Howie Roseman, one of the best in the business, will find a way to do it. I just wonder if that situation with Carson Wentz comes into effect with this situation with Hurts. Wow. So, Mike, keeping that in the back of your mind, that situation right there, if you're in Howie's seat, do you pay him a 10-year deal at Man, it's going to be more than $500 million at least, I think. Yes, 10 years, $50 million a year. Get it done ASAP because, as these guys said, the market is only going to go up. You're betting on his character. You're betting on his continual improvement, his age. He's checked every box. The way he played this year is really remarkable. So I understand that Carson Wentz scar tissue, but I would get this deal done ASAP. And, Ryan, this is really important now. The inverse of this situation is fascinating. All Jalen Hurts has to say is, you know what? I'm not showing up. Oh. And it would really put Philadelphia in a box. I don't expect him to do that. There's nothing in his background to suggest that he would, but 
he really has immense leverage here. Remember, he is a second-round pick. There is no fifth-year option. He's 17 games away from being a free agent. Obviously, there's the franchise tag. But what would keep me up at night if I'm Howie Roseman is getting a call from Jalen Hurts' agent to say, I'm not coming without a new deal. And if that number doesn't begin with a five in terms of an average per year, don't make the call. I love that kind of negotiation. Canty, what do you think about this? Would you pay him that kind of money, particularly when you consider Hurts' style of play? Absolutely. You pay him that kind of money. Over the last two years, there's only two quarterbacks that have more wins than Jalen Hurts. So you pay him that kind of money. And here's the thing. When it comes to the length of the deal, I, I, I don't know exactly where that lands, but you do get the last year of his rookie deal, which means that in an extension, you get to prorate the guaranteed money with that extra year. So I think it makes sense from that standpoint. But also, when you look at the quarterback market, the deals that have been signed over the past couple of years are about to be obsolete with what's happening with the salary cap. It's gone up 22% over the last two seasons, and it's only scheduled to increase more with the tech money that's coming in from Amazon deals and YouTube deals. So it makes sense to get the Jalen Hurts deal done now. The other thing, the other benefit that Howie Roseman gets by getting this deal done is that you get to send a message to everybody in your locker room that if you're a high-character guy and you take it upon yourself to incrementally improve like Jalen Hurts has, this organization will reward you. That's a strong message to send for a general manager and a head coach going into his third year that's continuing to establish his program. Yeah, and, you know, you look at this situation. I have to say what's so fascinating about this is I remember – when Carson Wentz was seen as the quarterback of the future and they drafted Hurts and the idea was, you know, that guy's just going to be a backup just as insurance. Wentz is our guy. Jeff, I'll give you the last word on this because your point is well taken. That could really impact how they approach this. Well, also, there's more that impacts it than that. And I love this kind of kumbaya approach. If we go back to a year ago, we were probably having similar conversations about Lamar Jackson thinking, mm -hmm. pay the guy, you know, he's, he's, been, he's done it the right way, all those kinds of conversations. But then all of a sudden, what if Jalen Hurts also walks in and says, by the way, I want my contract fully guaranteed? And go. I don't think that that would be something that he shouldn't do. I, I mean, the idea that he should be a team player and not ask for a full guaranteed contract, look, if he does that, then what? So it ain't done until the ink is dry. You know what I mean? Absolutely right. And then Philly is in that Baltimore situation and better get your antacid ready. That'll be interesting. Well, coming up. Justin Fields had a terrific season for a bad football team in Chicago. So why should the Bears think about trading him now? And today, Michael Jordan turns 60 and shares his special day with another sports legend. Here's the thing. Does Michael, ja does my Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, have the greatest athlete birthday of all time? Or does he have competition? We'll answer that ahead. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. 
Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals time now for a little game of more or less we'll start with jeff darlington patrick mahomes will have four super bowl rings when all is said and done more. I think a lot more. And there's an important part here. Not only did he prove with his first Super Bowl that he could do it on his rookie deal, this Super Bowl he proved that he can do it with a massive contract after that rookie deal. Very important. I talked to Mahomes about this before the Super Bowl, and he talked about how this one was going to feel so much sweeter because he realizes how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. Now that he has crossed this bridge, I believe he is fully capable of doing it many times after. You know, if you said less, Travis Kelsey would be calling you out at the next parade. Chris, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys will have one playoff win next season, more or less. I'm going to go less. I mean, they've only got one playoff win in the three-year marriage between Dak and Mike McCarthy. If you consider the changes in the coaching staff, I don't think that staff is as good as it was when the season ended. And you also couple the fact that only one quarterback in all of football has a higher cap hit than Dak Prescott in terms of the percentage of cap. It's going to be hard to put the requisite talent around him in order for this team to go on a deep playoff run. Okay. Mike T., Aaron Rodgers will have one Super Bowl appearance left in his career, more or less. I'm taking less. Just way too much uncertainty of what he's going to do, Ryan. And this was a team, let's just remember, this past season the Packers did not make the playoffs. They lost to Detroit in the last game, so... Ironically, his best chance to make it back to the Super Bowl would be with Green Bay. However, there's so much uncertainty. Is he going to play, and where, where is he going to do it? Right, and right now he's doing it in Green Bay. He's still a Packer, so let's keep it in the NFC North, shall we? Because our next stop is Chicago. The Bears, they're on the clock. They have the number one pick in the draft. And presumably a franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. Or do they? Because there is so much talk right now about whether or not they will trade Fields and take a certain quarterback with the top pick. So let's go around the horn, guys. I want to get your thoughts on this. Mike, what would you do? Yeah, I I would draft Bryce Young from Alabama. I would trade Justin Fields a good quarterback. I've seen Bryce Young. I've seen greatness. And I want to reset that clock for a rookie quarterback contract. We just talked about astronomical numbers. 50 million a year and and more. And when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars guys, they went out last year on Trevor Lawrence's rookie deal and signed a whole bunch of B players. I would do the same thing if I'm the Bears. And while I like Justin Fields, he has turned the ball over for me a little bit too much. He's only played 27 games and led the NFL in turnovers the last two years. So when I look at the totality of the factors of getting a better player, a cheaper player, and the other player turns the ball over, I'm drafting Bryce Young and trading Justin Fields for a first-round pick and maybe more. 
Canty, what do you think? I think you keep Justin Fields and you trade the number one pick in stockpile picks. Now, a part of that math has to be the Chicago Bears asking themselves two questions. Do I have a quarterback that can be a difference maker? Yes, you do. He ran for over 1,100 yards last year and combined had 25 total touchdowns, and he doubled his QBR from year one to year two. He's a guy that can be a difference maker, especially when you put the requisite pieces around him. The second question that you have to ask yourself is, what can you get for the number one overall pick? You got to find a team that's willing to do the dance to give you commensurate value for that pick, and I believe they will. Since 2010, you're talking about eight drafts where multiple quarterbacks were taken in the top ten, I mean, in the first round, and one has gone number one every single one of those times. So I think it's a situation where if you're the Chicago Bears, you're going to find a team that's going to give you a bevy of picks in order to move up to that spot and uh, take their quarterback of their choosing. So you keep Justin Fields, you use the draft capital that you get to put pieces around him. Yeah, maybe they got the Colts on line one. So, Jeff, how do you think this all plays out? Lay out the factors for us here. Well, I think Candy makes a really good point about what you can get for that number one overall pick. And if, to his point, they can get a haul, then perhaps you do make the trade. But I think it is a significant conversation that will happen internally. That's the way NFL teams operate. They try to take the emotion out of the situation and ultimately make the decision with more objectivity. And in this scenario, yes, you do have the Colts. And you do have the Texans as two potential teams that could vie for that spot. Are they willing to give up enough for you to, say, bypass picking a quarterback with that first overall pick uh, and trading it away, keeping Justin Fields? Or do you also kind of put out feelers to find out what you could get in return for Justin Fields? Again, I'm not saying they ultimately do it. They can be very happy with Justin Fields and feel good about his future, but also do the homework necessary to find out what is the smart move here. Yeah, Mike, I, I, I think about this, and I think Justin Fields was seventh in the league in rushing last year. Not among quarterbacks. Overall, wow. this is a guy who escaped the pressure behind a leaky offensive line, not a lot of offensive weapons, but at the same time, we're talking about possibly trading him. Why would you give up on Fields so soon? Take us through the mindset of a GM. Well, a couple of reasons. When you look again at his turnovers, and this is from Hembo, but he has – 140 sacks, fumbles, and interceptions. That's the most in the NFL, and he's only playing 27 games over two years. So that is a big concern. Like, will that get better? Yes. Like, we've seen Geno Smith get better, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. He can get better. However, that is a concern going back to his Ohio State days. And again, this isn't in as much as saying that Justin Fields won't improve, because he will. He improved when he went from Georgia to Ohio State in college. But... When I have a chance to get somebody like Bryce Young, who I think has a chance to be really special, I don't want to bypass that opportunity, Ryan. The big if on Bryce Young, again, is his size. He is small, but he did go through the rigors of the SEC and play at a really high level. So to me, that's a chance worth taking. Yeah, they got to fix that line. They got to give him something to work with if they go in that direction because you got a 6'3", 228 Justin Fields who absolutely got crushed in Chicago over the last couple years. It's good. All time. right, guys, well, coming up, LeBron, the Lakers. They currently sit outside the playoffs in the Western Conference. Fear not, Laker fans. We'll give you some hope. It's coming up next. But first, a little sneaky hembo time. This one's for you, Mr. Tim Legler. Who was the 76ers opponent the last time they reached the conference finals? I should know the answer to this one. 
and I do not. Hopefully, legs. Thank you. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back with you on Get Up. Let's go to the K- let's go to the NBA. Where yesterday Kevin Durant was introduced in Phoenix after being traded to the Suns last week. Now Durant, interestingly enough, commented on that stint in Brooklyn for the first time and their lack of success together. Take a listen to this. I was upset that we couldn't finish. I thought we would have some good momentum. We were. Um, finally building the culture that we always wanted. Um, I felt like every game we were building our chemistry, but I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie and his situation with the organization, so I didn't really focus on that. I only focused on what we were doing on the court, and uh, it was a blow to our team. It, it just took away our identity. He was a huge, huge part of what we do. So without him, we didn't have a clear identity. That was tough for me to stomach. Jay will getting up with us. That's regret. I can hear the regret in his voice. Oh, yeah. What are you hearing when you hear that? Well, when you're Kevin Durant or LeBron James, you, you never just focus on what you do on the court. Yeah. It's a part of your focus. But that's your team. That's your organization. At the end of the day, that's your responsibility. So I hear what we're hearing about, you know, what's going on with Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is not absolved of this either. Mm-hmm. Same with James Harden. But at the end of the day, that is Kevin Durant's team. And the way I was taught how to play basketball, the way I was taught about accountability, is sometimes there's a lot of things around me that aren't going right. But if my name is the lead name, that's my damn responsibility, Ryan. And that's where it is for Kevin Durant, regardless of whether people want to say it's everybody else's fault, KD's team, KD's chance. So you're saying his responsibility in some ways, and he's taking a little ownership of that, but... I didn't know what was going on with Kyrie. What do you make of that? That's the part that stands out to me because it's like this is your bet. What, one of your good friends? You guys are running this thing together and you didn't know what was going on? I mean, to me, at the end of the day, it sounds like Kitty had checked out on it. It sounded like there was so much there going on between management, ownership, and Kyrie that at the end of the day, KD reverts to, I just want to play basketball. I just want to hoop. And by the way, when I hear stuff, that's the kind of stuff that makes me appreciate LeBron James Mm -hmm. so much. 
right? Because the way LeBron James handles all the other stuff. Now, we criticize, and people want to kill him sometimes, or the organization gives him too much power. They need to wield him back. But at the end of the day, as a leader of an organization, if you're looking like LeBron, that is what you're there to do. Yeah. You're trying to win championships on the court while also saying, here's the personnel that's going to help us best do that, and here's how I need to communicate with all my players to get everybody on the same page. It's a 360-degree job, man. It's not just linear. It's not one-dimensional. Yeah, you're seeing how difficult it is. And, you know, I know a lot of people are going to knock KD this morning, but I can see in his mind he's like, I'm trying to play the game. i got to manage this other thing. Tim Legler now with us. Legs, now what, what do you think about KD in these statements? Yeah, listen, I, I just think it's for Kevin Durant, he's probably a little bit exhausted by all of this. And, and he's going to get to a place now, and he's gotten himself to a place where he's going to have now another chance to legitimately win championships. And Kevin Durant knows no matter where he ends up, he's going to be the guy that's going to be considered the primary driving force. Because even when he went to Golden State, I know they had won a championship, but they had also just lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers when he got there in the NBA Finals. And so he goes and gets two Finals MVP. He's the driving force. He was going to be the driving force in Brooklyn. It didn't work out. He's going to be the driving force again in Phoenix. He has a lot of pressure on him no matter where he goes because of who he is and what it means when you add him to the roster. I think for Kevin Durant, this is just going to be a breath of fresh air to be able to turn the page, put that behind us, and let's move forward now for the foreseeable future in a situation where he's going to be able to contend now for the next few years, assuming that all these guys stay there. I mean, you do have Aiton, Booker, and Durant all locked up for the next few years. So this is going to give him, again, his best chance to continue to add rings to his resume. And I think he wants to just put it all behind him. So what does this say about Kyrie? (laughs) Kyrie's focused on the maps. I mean, Mm -hmm. Kyrie's trying to win a championship, too. I think that's a whirlwind that's trying to figure itself out. It does make me think, though, Ryan, about leadership. When we think about LeBron James, we say, you don't don't question anybody else being the leader of that team, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about a guy like Giannis, you don't question anybody else being the leader of that team, right? When you think about KD, do you question that? No. I I mean, a little, maybe a little now. I do. I do, because now I'm looking at teams saying, Golden State, Steph. Steph was a consistent theme. Good point. Now you're going to Phoenix. You have a chance to win. CP3. KD focusing on scoring, being the ultimate assassin, not having to worry about all those extra responsibilities that come with being the main focal leader of a team. Like, maybe that's where KD is best suited to be the most prolific of his style. All right. You know, it's real. Yeah. Are are we going to let's go to now to KD talking about pressure. Are we doing that now? Okay, let's do finish this sentence because we're right ahead of the all star break this weekend. So, Jay, finish this sentence for me in the second half. LeBron will. I think LeBron James will end up getting the Lakers to a six seed. Wow. I mean, really? it's, not, it's not really a wow. I mean, between, ah. between four and 13, there's about three and a half games separating, right? So, I mean, you have, after all-star break, you have 25 games left. If they make a push, they win eight or nine in a row. They could be in the six seed spot. That's not unreasonable. That's not out of mind. Uh, and I think, frankly, with this team, with the way they're built, they can get there. All right. Optimism from Jay. There you go, Laker fans. All right, finish this sentence. In the second half, we will be surprised by... Is this for me or legs? For you. All right, for what was the question again? In the second half, we will be surprised by. In the second half, we will be surprised by. I'm going to go with the Sacramento Kings, man. Okay. 
Like, I, I, I just think, like, the dash of the playoffs, like, the way it works with Sacramento, I think they're one of the teams that nobody's really talking about. They've been top three in the West the whole time. And I think they're going to make noise in the second half, and people are going to finally start recognizing that they're a team that can contend. Yeah, I don't think they get enough credit. They're really good. I mean, really good. This is a team that can really contend. All right, Legs, finish this sentence. In the second half, Joel Embiid and James Harden are? Going to have more pressure on them than anybody else in the Eastern Conference. And, and look, when you, when you bring in James Harden, we keep talking about when you do certain things, what you ex, what you expect. You bring in James Harden to pair with Joel Embiid, and, and even having you know another guy like like Maxi there, you're expecting to win championships. And I don't think at some point people stop caring if there are legitimately better teams in the Eastern Conference. Like people are going to stop caring that the Bucks have Giannis and they're better, that Boston has Jason Tatum and they're better. At some point, you're going to have to get it done. And win the pressure is going to be on particularly James Harden to play big in those big moments once they get into the playoffs and at least get to the NBA finals because every team in Philly at least gets to the finals I mean we know this right so we're just a year removed from that <laughs> oh salt in the wounds salt in the wounds <laughs> no, I look I'm from there we're just a year removed from that Harden trade to Philadelphia so uh, legs let me ask you if the Sixers don't make the conference finals then what Man, that's a great question because I don't know where exactly you go from here, right? You're certainly built around Joel Embiid. James Harden is, is a guy that you're going to have a lot of success with. I don't think you go and say we're going to move on from James Harden. Tyrese Maxey is a, is a budding star. I do think that as long as Maxey is living in the shadow of James Harden, I'm not sure if he's ever going to fulfill his potential if he's paired next to him. I think there are times I watch the Sixers and I think Tyrese Maxey is an afterthought for them a little bit too much. And now he's even in a, in a coming off the bench role once again. So I, they do have to figure that out. Maybe the question then becomes about, do you make a coaching change? You know, if the Sixers lose in the first or second round, even if it is to a team that we all consider to be better, Boston or Milwaukee, if you get one of those two teams in the second round, Sixers won't be favored. I don't think it matters at the end of the day. It's another season of disappointment at the end of the year when you have put these two superstars together. So they don't have a ton of options in terms of, you know, thinking about moving and being moving hard. And I think you go forward but do you consider maybe changing coach? Do you figure out something different and make it more about Tyrese Maxey as a focal point at the lead guard position? Yeah. I think that's where you start to explore it. But they're going to be disappointed regardless of who they end up potentially losing to. Look, this team still has a chance to get to the finals. I'm not dismissing them. I think they can do it. But it's going to, I think, fall on James Harden being huge in a big spot. You know, 2-2 two -two series. You've got to come through with a big fourth quarter when they have to have it. Let's see if he's got that in him to get the Sixers past two really good teams. Tim, I'm with you. I know it's hard to say, but if they have an early exit, I do not see Doc Rivers remaining as the head coach with the Philadelphia mm -hmm. 76ers. I see guys like Emi Yudoka that mm -hmm. might be on the street. And then we keep asking the question, like, what do the 76ers do from here moving forward? Yeah. I think we're asking the wrong question. I would start asking the question about what does Joel Embiid want to do moving forward? How long do you continue to trust the process. You've been on a different coach now. What decision does Daryl Morey, Morey make about James Harden, his bigger contract? What happened? What, what do you do with Tobias Harris? You see Milwaukee. You see Boston. They are loaded for a while. Are you thinking about making a move somewhere where you can contend? A lot at stake for Philly. A lot at stake for Philly. Just you saying that is me. Ah, come on. It's like so, Friday, man. You union, hurt my the heart. The Union losing MLS final. Then you got the Phillies losing the World Series.
The Eagles losing the Super Bowl, you can't tell me all eyes aren't turned to the Philadelphia 76ers and Doc Rivers. Right? You're right. You're right. That's the bar in Philly. You got to make the finals. All right, let's get a little flashback Friday in ahead of NBA's All-Star Weekend. I want to take you back to 1996 three-point contest. Our own Tim Legler was the winner. He had ahead, some Mike. quotes after the win. Take a listen to this. My body is numb. This is you, Tim. My body is numb. I'm almost overcome by this. My first child was born nine days ago, and now this, it's been an unbelievable year. Tim, any tips heading into the three-point well, contest hey, listen, weekend? What man. do you think? Shoot that thing. Reaction. Well, first of all, just, just, just to reflect on that real quick, I mean, you think about now, I was, I'd had a little bit of a different path than a lot of the guys I was shooting against that night, right? Going to Europe, going to the CBA, getting cut. Finally, you know, sticking with it and ended up in a situation in Washington where I had such a great year. So you go, I go out there that night, and all I'm thinking about is this is my chance to take that gavel and pound it and validate who I think I am as a shooter and went out there that night and competed. So that's why I meant so much of my daughter being born. It was just a, a magical, special time. But, yeah, if you want some advice, I learned this. I learned this through a, a little bit of preparation for the competition. Man, you can't watch the ball too long. That, that baby's got to be about halfway to the rim, and you got to be reaching for the <laughs> next one because the last thing you want is to look up at that clock when you run into, like, the fourth rack and realize you don't have a lot of time, and now you start rushing everything, and it, you end up flaming out. So just make sure, find that nice, easy rhythm on the first rack where about halfway, when that ball's about halfway to the rim, you start reaching for that next basketball. Yep. You know what I love about what Legs just said, too, what? Legs? Like, it was meaningful for you. Like, I miss All-Star games yeah, man. when the events were meaningful for people, mm -hmm. right? To try to go out and win. People wanted to participate in the dunk contest. People were actually giving effort because it meant something between the East and the West. And I, 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 I hope as basketball, as a fan, that we can find more people like Legs that want to participate in these events. Mm. Legs, I can see the look on your face, man. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I, you know, I, you know, sitting there, a couple of things were going through my mind. I remember right when I realized, as I went first in the final round, and, and then Dennis Scott was was who I was going against, and I realized as he was, you know, got to a certain point, I knew I was about to win this competition, and I kind of put my head in my hands for a second because I was reflecting on my journey to that point to get me to that night, and I did think I was the best shooter in the world, and I wanted to prove it, and I came through. And, and, you know, I, I just had so much pride in myself at the moment for everything I had been through. I also, you know, I lost my dad four years before that night. Uh, my dad, you know, who was my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, saw me play 120 out of 122 games in college in person. He, he was the guy that was always in the stands I would look to. He was my rock. My father passed away four years before that night, before I had established myself really as an NBA player, as a guy that could really, you know, play in the league and do things. So... I say this often, and I believe it. There was a couple balls that night that looked like they were drifting right, drifting left, and somehow those things went in. And I think I had a guiding, a guiding presence mm -hmm. there with a little touch to carve that thing into That's the awesome. basket. I really believe it. It was divine intervention in so many ways, and having him, I know, look down on me um, because I just, you know, how much that meant to me would have meant to me to share that with him that night. Uh, my daughter being born, the path I took, all of that was swirling through my head that entire weekend. And then to go out there and, and you know, light it up like that, I was pretty damn proud of myself. And it was a moment I'll never forget the rest of my yeah, life. You made it happen Great. that night. What a night that was. All right, guys, thank you so much. Appreciate it. NBA All-Star Weekend begins tonight, Salt Lake City. It's a celebrity game on ESPN and app. 
again this year. Coverage begins 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. All right. Lamar Jackson didn't get a new contract this week, but he may have gotten some big leverage in his stalemate with the Ravens. We'll tell you why when we come back. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. There you see Tiger Woods right there on the putting green at the Genesis Invitational. You can watch him tee off 1024 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN+. You see he's five strokes behind the leaders. Max Holman, Kevin Mitchell. Tiger will be in a group with Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. Again, watch him tee off 1024 a.m. Eastern as he gets some putting work in. It'll be on ESPN+. All right, let's talk about who needs to win the NFL offseason because it's on us right now. Chris Canty, who needs to win the offseason? It's unquestionably the Chicago Bears, and Dan Orlovsky said it about a month ago. This team, if they do this right, can be a title contender in 2024. You look at it, they have the number one overall pick. They've got seven draft picks in the first five rounds and almost $100 million in cap space. And guess what, guys? They could have more draft picks if they trade down from number one. They can surround Justin Fields with the requisite talent to compete for this division. Jeff, who needs to win the offseason? J-E-T-S. And I'm not just (laughs) saying that because Greeny's not here because I would like to see what he would think about it. But I think that they need to hit on quarterback. They can win the offseason with one move. And honestly, it could be any number of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, or Derek Carr. And the Jets might be on their way to the Lombardi of the offseason. Mike Tannenbaum, who needs to win it? Oh, this one's easy. It puts a ribbon on the show. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Go get a long-term deal done. Put all this noise behind you. And once you get Lamar Jackson signed, don't get one. Get two wide receivers. You traded Hollywood Brown. Rashad Bateman got hurt. Solidify the quarterback position and go get two stud receivers. All right. So, Mike, expand on this a little bit. I want to put your GM hat on again. You're, you're our GM here. If you're the GM of the Ravens right now, what is your Lamar Jackson plan? I'm going to go see him and let him know that, hey, we want to have a partnership for the next 5, 7, 10 years, and we're going to work really hard to make that happen, and here's how. We know that Deshaun Watson's out there with $230 million fully guaranteed. 
But Lamar, here's 10 other contracts, including Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, on and on and on, that don't have fully guaranteed money. We will be representative of the marketplace. And once we do that, we took care of the tight ends. We rebuilt the offensive line. We got to get you more weapons. We saw what A.J. Brown did for the Philadelphia Eagles. We want to do the same thing. But job one, two, and three is to get your deal done long term. And what's remarkable, he's only 26 years old. Get him done, get his cap number lower, and then go get one or two receivers. So, Chris Canty, you heard your GM's pitch. If you're Lamar Jackson, you're standing in his shoes, what's your reaction? <laughs> yeah, Mike T got to miss me with that pitch. He can bring out the 10 other contracts and all of that, but the market is what the market is, and we can't unsee the Deshaun Watson deal. And what Lamar Jackson knows is that if the Baltimore Ravens don't give him a fully guaranteed contract, there's going to be a quarterback needy team that's desperate enough to do so. And so when you look at the Ravens' options, they don't have a whole lot of good ones. If they go the route of the exclusive franchise tag, that's $45 million on their salary cap in an offseason where they only have have $27.8 million of cap space available to them. If they go the non-exclusive route uh, at $32 million, that means that other teams can openly negotiate with Lamar Jackson and offer up two first-round draft picks in exchange for Lamar. There are a lot of teams that be willing to give up that kind of compensation for an MVP quarterback that's 26 years old. So again, Lamar Jackson just has to sit back and allow things to unfold, but he knows he's going to get his fully guaranteed contract. The only question is, will Baltimore give it to him, or is it going to be someone else? Wow. So, Jeff, when you talk to people around the league, how do people expect this to play out? Well, I love the romanticism of what Mike T is saying, but I ultimately think that time is up. And most people around the league, I think, look at Lamar Jackson and his history of being a man of very strong principle. I I don't think that the NFL has seen somebody like Lamar before. Don't forget, he was willing to step on the field last season when everybody said, don't dare put your body at risk in any way without a contract. But he did that. He was the guy coming out of college. Everybody said, try to be a running back. No shot. I'm going to be a quarterback. And now he's the guy. You can talk to him all day about other contracts. He's going to say, I don't care about them. I only care about what I'm about to do. And that is sign a guaranteed contract. I really firmly believe that he will stand firm on this. If he doesn't get a guaranteed contract, I think it's bye-bye Baltimore and find out what he can guess elsewhere. All right, Mike, I'll give you the last word. We got 10 to 15 contracts on our side. I, you know, one contract does, it does not make a market. And Lamar, those other 10 to 15 teams aren't idiots. So we're going to give you an astronomical amount of guaranteed money, 175, 185. But just because Cleveland did something idiotic, we're not going to do that. And Cleveland is an outlier by every sense of the word. Oh, if I could be a fly on the wall in that negotiation room, I would just love that. All right, thanks, guys. Well, coming up on First Take, Kevin Durant reflected on what could have been in Brooklyn yesterday. Who is most at fault for the Nets' big three epic failure? Stephen A., Tim Legler, Molly, discussing at the top of the hour. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! 
loved it. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Great day coming up in golf. Tiger Woods getting ready to tee off at the Genesis Invitational. He tees off at 1024 Eastern. He's with Rory, Justin Thomas. There you see he's 269 after that's what he shot yesterday. He's five strokes off the lead. Definitely want to watch this on ESPN+. Plus Again, Tiger Woods teeing off at 1024 a.m. It'd be big if he made the cut, and he's looking like he's in great position to do just that. Watch him on ESPN+. Plus. Little happy birthday wishes to Michael Jordan. You see him right there. Today's February 17th. It's his birthday. But it's also the birthday of Jim Brown. So that got us thinking, is this the greatest sports birthday on the calendar? December 30th has something to say about that. You got LeBron James and Tiger Woods bored on the same day. Oh, it's a competition. Let's bring our guys back in. Okay, guys, what's the better birthday? February 17th. Or December Man. 30th. Mike Tannenbaum, what do you think? Ooh. It's February 17th, and here's why. It's the tiebreaker. Jim Brown was the all-time greatest lacrosse player. <laughs> As a proud lacrosse father, my friend Jacob is a good, uh, really good lacrosse player. We're going to go football, lacrosse, and basketball as the winner of February 17th. There you go, Jeff. I'll go February 17th, too. You got an unquestioned goat there in Michael Jordan and one who's pretty close, too, in Jim Brown. So February 17th for me. Can't you go for it? Yeah, it's February 17th, man. I mean, that's go talk, not only what Michael Jordan and Jim Brown did in the field of play, but also what they meant to the culture and also how they shaped what happened in those respective sports. I'm going December 30th. LeBron, Tiger, Tiger's still at it right now on the course. Watching it on ESPN Plus if you want to see it. There he is right there. First take starts now.